Today on The Girl Defined Show, I'm chatting with my good friend, Portia Collins, all about biblical womanhood and why it's so much more life-giving for us as modern women than the toxic femininity of our day. Hey guys, I'm Kristen Clark, one of the founders of Girl Defined Ministries, where we are discovering God's radical design for femininity and identity together. And today it's actually just me, not Bethany. I'm the only one here. However, I am not by myself because like I said, I have Portia Collins with me. Portia, it is so good to have you on the Girl Defined Show. Hey girl. Hey, I am so happy to be here um, with you today. And I'm really excited about today's topic. I know it's kind of a spicy one, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I, I was telling um, a couple of friends, I was like, you know, this has become like a lot of people don't want to touch biblical womanhood anymore. I know. I mean, it, you know, it 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 kind of sparks some some fire there. So, yes. so but hopefully. I- yeah. Yes. I know that you are one to not only spark the fire, but you'll go right into it. You'll just head straight in like, let's this talk about it. This <laughs> is true. This is very true. Um, and I, I mean, I think it's good to have good biblical, healthy conversations, even when um, and, and this is one of the things me and my friends, my friend Jasmine talks about, even when the conversation may not be a meeting of the minds. I think until we like get to that point where we're saying I'm okay with having the conversation, like mm. you can't, you can't even address something or fix something or flesh out like what your ideas are, unless you're willing to engage and have conversations and be challenged. And I, I always tell people like, show me book, chapter, verse. Like if it's something that I'm wrong on, I want to know, and I want to talk about it. And so I think that we will have space to be able to do that today. Amen. And we're still growing. We don't have all the answers, right? We're, we are going right. to the word ourselves. We are on very much on a journey of learning and growing and really submitting to God's word ourselves for what it means to be really a girl defined by him. And it's not easy. We cannot do it in our own strength. I know at least for right. me and my flesh, I don't want to embrace God's word, right? Like I want to go the other direction right. and do things my way. So we mm-hmm. need him. And that's our prayer, even as we have this conversation for each woman listening, that we would just, yeah, like you said, that heart posture of let's go to the word. Let's see what God has to say, like his agenda before our own, right? Like let him right. define who we are. So right. before we get in, oh no, I already feel like we're going for it. Before that, <laughs> tell us a little bit about who you are. I know you have She Shall Be Called Ministries and you've got a cute little family. Like tell the sisterhood listening a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is always difficult for me. I always tell people like, it's hard to talk about yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is so hard. Um, but yeah, I am um, the founder of a ministry called She Shall Be Called. Our focus is basically helping women to embody true womanhood through biblically defined standards. And so our goal is Mm. really centered on biblical womanhood and what that means as God has um, defined or determined. And so some of our like core, I guess you would say pillars, things that we focus on and how we equip women, we want women to know the word. If you want to know who God created you to be, then you Mm -hmm. first need to go to the word first to know him because I, yes. Knowledge of self cannot be attained without a knowledge of God. 
first. And so we don't just go to the Bible just to know who we are. We go to the Bible to know who God is as he has defined according to his mm. word. So we really want to arm women with the truth of scripture. Um, and then we also want to encourage uh, various spiritual disciplines to help them grow in their respective walks. So we do encourage, you know, being plugged into a local community, a local church. Um, also, you know, even broadening that uh, based on your capacity to be able to be plugged in with our online community, Um, other sisters in Christ, Mm. having accountability, having women who can disciple you and challenge you. Um, And then we also, you know, of course, encourage that time of prayer, faithful time in in praying. We have this thing where we talk about praying God's word. And so Mm. actually taking the scriptures and letting our prayers be formed word of God. And so those are just a few things that we really try to push. We offer classes um, to help train women. And so right now we've been going 40 days in God's word. We've been using a book called Unfolding Grace, which is basically just the scriptures, but it highlights specific points of scripture so that we can get an understanding of the overarching narrative, mm. um, the, you know, the meta narrative of scripture. And so the women have loved that. It has really like really been like some glue for them in connecting what the Bible is about. And then we'll be going into a study on Galatians in March. And so wow. super excited about that. Uh, but really we just want to equip women so that they can be the women that God has mm-hmm. called them to be. I love mm-hmm. that girl. You've got so much going on, man. <laughs> you're crushing it. I, yes. as you're, you were talking, I hear you saying, and this is the same heart that we have here at Girl Define. And I, I know you would agree with this, that we desire for women, our friends, ourselves, like women we go to church with, our neighbors, we desire that women find that they're happy, fulfilled, content, that they know in Christ, they're worthy, they're loved. We want that for women, but as we look around, I think we see so many women, whether Christian or not, they're finding themselves in the opposite place, right? Mm-hmm. They're not happy. They're not fulfilled. They're not content. They're not, um, they don't feel loved. They don't feel worthy. They don't know what their true purpose is. And there's so much struggling going on. Um, and so mm-hmm. we, we want to see women thrive in God's design. Um, and as you know, you know, Girl Defined, obviously the name itself is all about being girls defined by God. But our first book, Girl Defined, same name as the ministry, um, when we were researching for that, just studying all things about biblical womanhood and then just even our like secular version of womanhood that we see in society. I came mm-hmm. across a really interesting, um, it was basically like a study from the UK Daily Mail and it said, and this is crazy. It said that women, quote, women are less happy nowadays despite 40 years of feminism. Despite having more opportunities than ever before, they have a lower sense of well-being and life satisfaction. And, you know, mm-hmm. that just breaks my heart. Like that's a secular study serving a bunch of women saying, wow, despite four years of feminism, despite fighting for women, you know, whatever that means to each person, women mm-hmm. aren't finding themselves in a better place. In fact, they're finding themselves in a worse place. And that is so sad. And so like, I just want to talk about that because I feel like we don't mm-hmm. ever pause and go, wait, okay, things aren't working. Like what is going on? Like, let's dig a little bit deeper and really unpack this. Like, why are women um, so dissatisfied? I mean, what would you say to that? Like, why do you think women nowadays are, are feeling less happy and more unfulfilled overall? Um, I don't know. I think the first place that I would start is where are we, where is your gaze set in terms of like where we're looking for fulfillment. 
because mm-hmm. that's going to determine like how you feel. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to the world, if you're looking to you, your career, if you're looking to your husband or any other thing aside from God to provide fulfillment for you, then this is the problem that we have. And so I think with post, if if you've ever studied or looked at um, postmodernist thought, uh, Mm -hmm. existentialism, it tells you that, like they tell you, go out there, you define, you know, you, you set the standard, you determine, but that's not what God's word tells us. You know what I'm saying? We are to look to him in all things, like God is the standard. God is the one that where we can look to provide, um, who can provide us with true joy. Um, and I always use a word joy instead of happiness. I do think happiness is a good thing, but joy is different um, in that you can be joyful even in the most excruciating, hard, you know, I ain't got time for this type of scenarios <laughs> um, because your joy comes from the Lord and your hope yes. comes from a, an, an everlasting hope. So mm. I think that what many women are finding is that it's like, oh, I'm on the chase. I'm on the chase. If I just get this right job, then it's going to work. Or if I just get this you know, right man, or if I get this, it's going to work. And women are finding as they chase that, they have a void that only God can fill, mm. period. And yeah. so this is why I don't know who they're surveying. I don't know if, you know, some of the women that they survey were uh, Christian women or not, but I'm more inclined to believe that it's probably people who have not truly um, seen the beauty of beholding God and finding mm. your worth and your joy and your peace and your hope in the one true God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I know in my life, there've been so many times, even though like I, I grew up in the church, I've been in the word for years. Like there are times, even though knowing the truth, like everything you just said, that God is our hope. He in him, we find our purpose. We find who we are. Um, but I remember years back, like I was really, really struggling with just the idea of like, okay, what, what does it mean to be a woman? And like, what, where, where does beauty fit into that? And, you know, in our society, there's such a push, right. For mm-hmm. all of the cosmetics to like find our worth mm-hmm. and our identity, our, our like acceptance really in so many ways based on our outward appearance. And I remember really wrestling with that. And rather than going to God's word and digging in and saying, okay, God, what do you say about external mm-hmm. beauty? Who have you created me to be like, what is my purpose? Um, is it just to, you know, try to look pretty and to get guys attention or to get affirmation from others? Like, what is your purpose in this? And I know for me, like there were lies that I was believing about my identity as Mm -hmm. a woman, believing that my worth and value did come from my outward appearance. And that unless I looked a certain way, and unless I was getting certain, you know, certain amount of affirmation, attention from guys, or just from people in general, like I felt like I wasn't worth much. And like, I needed to Mm -hmm. chase after, like you're saying, that carrot on a stick that somehow you never get there. You know, you might feel good for a day. Like I remember, Ooh, someone complimented me. Like I feel pretty Mm -hmm. good, but what happens the next day? Like, Oh, you're back at that same place needing to chase after that false identity, that identity. God never meant to become our true identity. So I know for so many of us, yeah, that's what the world, the world tries to make you believe that it's this, you got to have this outfit. You got to have this kind of makeup. You got to have this hairstyle. When, like, 
the Bible and everything that God says is totally contrary to that. You know, like our mm-hmm. worth, we our worth comes from us being we bear the image of God. We yes. are image bearers. And so it's not all of these external things that we can adorn ourselves with. It's it's God that brings beauty and, and merit to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know I'm probably not the only one between the two of us that have believed some lies. <laughs> I mean, thinking back mm-hmm. on your journey, where have you seen your heart looking to something other than Christ for your identity as a woman? Girl, it has definitely <laughs> been the boys, the mm. boys, the men. I struggled for many years. Um, so I uh, let me back up a little bit. I grew up in a single parent household, and so I didn't really grow up with like my dad around. We developed a relationship later on in life, but um, it was not like customary for me to like have any type of like relationship, a healthy relationship with a man where I, where he reinforced God's design for me. And so Mm. I think part of that kind of really contributed to my chase for, I just need a man to like bring validation to me. Like, and it sounds so horrible when you say it that way, but that's really what it was. It's like, Mm. I feel like I have to have this because if I'm not you know at first it started off with I need the right kind of boy boyfriend and then it was like you know well I need the right type of courtship if you know I need to be moving toward marriage and even though Mm. marriage is a good thing all of those things are good things but like man I cannot a dude cannot bring value to yeah. me. He cannot fill the void that only God is meant to fill. So I think that was the one of the biggest lies that I believe is that, you know, if I'm not a woman with a man, then I'm not worth, you know, mm. anything. Like I even remember like when I started begin like really trying to embrace my singleness and for a while I thought okay, maybe Lord I do have a call to singleness. Like if this is where it is, Lord, give me a heart to be content. But it would be so yeah. frustrating because, you know, the world says, oh, well, you you are too pretty to not be. You're not dating anybody. You're not mm. with anybody. Or you're so smart or you, you know, you can cook. And it's like all these little lies that make me believe that I am or attempts to make me believe that I am not a value or that I am incomplete because I don't have this man, this other fallible human being. Mm-hmm. And um, I struggled with that for many years. And it wasn't until I began to really dig into the scriptures and see uh, the truth. Like, this is the truth. This is where when the world comes at you with lies and all of these things to distract you, you have to go back to God's word to be reminded of what's real, what yeah. is true, what is like the thing that I can hold firmly to. And so, yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing. So honestly, I know every, every unmarried girl listening right now is go, is relating to that. <laughs> I guarantee it. Cause I, I struggle with that too. Right. I mean, finding our identity mm-hmm. in that earthly man, that's gonna, you know, we mm-hmm. think meet all of our needs and make us happy and fulfill us mm-hmm. in every way. And I think every married woman, no matter how awesome her husband is, she knows that's not true. Like the, right. our husbands, exactly. no matter how great they are, like they do not fulfill us like Christ is meant to. At all. It's the chase. Right? Like I said, you get the mm-hmm. man and then you realize, oh, 
still didn't scratch that itch, you know? Yeah, because the man is not going to fulfill you. The stuff is not going to fulfill you. If anything, um, it's just, it's going to compound a problem that's already there. And that's you needing, or it's going to magnify your need or your awareness of the God-sized void that you mm. have that only God can feel. And so like, I always like, I, I liken this to, us searching and searching and searching and constantly trying to put like a square peg in a circular hole. Mm. Nothing else is going to fit except God. And so it's like, we know that we, we need something, we're missing something, but we try to put all of these things, these created things in a space that is only made for the creator. Mm. Yes. So true. So we've talked about beauty. We've talked about guys, two big ones. What are some mm-hmm. other lies that you've seen women believe about their identity? Hmm. Let's see. I would say the whole, you know, gotta be this type of jack of all trades, independent woman. Mm. Like if I'm not, uh, she got her own bag. <laughs> I hope your mm-hmm. listeners know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yeah, yeah, gotta yeah. secure the bag. I gotta do all of this. I think, and and he, hear me clearly, guys. I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with having a good work ethic, uh, with being a, a hard worker, working unto the Lord. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is when we begin to define ourselves by the ability to secure the bag or by the ability to hustle, quote unquote, you know, mm-hmm. like then this is where we have the problem like those things do not bring merit to us they don't make us better or we're not the catch because of what we can do mm-hmm. it's only God and I guess I, I sound like a broken record saying this but I can only <laughs> I, I can only point you where you need to go and that is you got to look to the Lord in all things like Jesus is the one who brings um true worth to us, true righteousness to us. And it's not all of this stuff that we think we can do or secure Mm. uh, to make ourselves better. Yeah. Another lie that I've seen that I wrestle with all the time, I know you can relate to this too, is just finding my identity in social media. Oh yeah. Ooh, right. Like let's just, talk about the influencer <laughs> culture now. Yeah. Yeah. And talk I, I about love it. To tell people, I love to tell people I am not, I am not an influencer because I believe that the call of what, what God calls us to, especially as believers is much greater than influence. It's lasting eternal impacts. And so, um, in a, in a world now where we see, you know, everybody, is, there's a brand for everything. There's a, yes. a, a real, a TikTok, a highlight. And don't get me wrong. You know, I like to look on TikTok and all of the fun stuff too. But we have to be careful with how those things are shaping our hearts, you know. Um, and, and this is something that I have to guard against all the time. I see the makeup or I see the pretty, well put together homes. Like some looks like something that came out of a better home. Homes and Garden Magazine. Yes. And I began to start saying, well, you know, I'm not that woman. Or does this mean, you know, I, I start to question myself and question who I am. And once again, just like the Israelites of old, they had to be reminded of who God is, God's faithfulness, who God created them to be. I'm the same way. I have to go back 
and be reminded of who God has me as a Mm -hmm. woman and know that it's not defined by all of these, um, you know, external things or, you know, none of that. Honestly, let me, let me press pause because there's a scripture that I really want to go to really quickly. Hit it, Um, girl. Because y'all can hear me say this all day long, but you need to hear what God says. And so in first Timothy, the second chapter verses nine and 10, um, the apostle Paul is talking to Timothy and he's just giving some counsel on how Timothy should be counseling people or as he go goes more into like pastoral ministry sharing with Timothy um this is what you need to be telling the the women and the men in your in your congregation and so he specifically says he tells Timothy likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. Now, let me flesh this out because I know somebody is already <laughs> like, oh, I can't wear my hair braided. No. What is Paul <laughs> saying here? Is he saying that it's wrong to care about your appearance? Absolutely not. What he is saying is that women should be more concerned about pursuing godliness, about seeking God, about the eternal things, focusing more on the eternal things than the temporal things like appearance. So ultimately, being a biblical woman doesn't mean that we got to look like the influencers, that we got to do what the influencers are doing, that we Mm got to do or be uh, who the world is being. It means that we focus on living or desiring, because sometimes we may struggle and we need the, the strength of the Holy Spirit. But our desire is to live authentically for God in mm-hmm. light of who he is, in light of who he created us to be as image bearers of him. Amen. Thanks for sharing that verse. That's so good. As you were mm-hmm. talking, I was thinking about like my own journey with social media. I'm actually on a personal social media fast. I've been for about two months. Girl Defined, mm-hmm. I got to still do stuff on there, but like my personal accounts and it has been so refreshing. I feel like just a change of pace, like even just on my mm-hmm. phone, I'm not getting on as much and like not seeing, like you're saying, all those images that are kind of luring me to find my identity in other things other than Christ. And it's just been a good break. So if anyone listening yes. feels like, wow, I, I just need some perspective. Like I need to get in the word and just take a break from social media. I promise you will not miss out on anything too, too important, right? Like I'm feeling, I'm Absolutely. doing just fine. Um, but I find myself finding my identity and like even posting a photo, like, oh, how many people commented on it or liked it or saw this little video I did? Like, did it get any traction? You know, and I, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm gauging my success, my worth, like my purpose in that moment on really mm-hmm. like the likes and views. And I know so many of us can relate to that. Even if you're listening and you're like, well, I don't really have a big following. We all know what it's like to post that picture and then go back every three minutes checking to see how many yep. people are liking it. Right. Yep. <laughs> and Galatians 1.10, oh my goodness, it's been so convicting and just like piercing my heart with truth in a good way. It says, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And mm-hmm. for me, it's just that reminder of like, who's approval am I seeking? Like, where is my identity coming from, from what the world is saying, or even my friends on social media, even family members, like what they comment or don't comment. Like, 
where am I finding my my identity and whose approval am I seeking? And really for me, so much of that fear of man is exposed through my social media and just my heart in that. So I know mm-hmm. for a lot of our younger women listening, I mean, we're all, most people are on social media, but we have a lot of younger women listening and tuning in here at the Girl Defined Sisterhood. And I know that's a big one. That's something mm-hmm. I didn't have when I was a teen. Like social media wasn't even a thing yet, you know? Right. Same. It's so hard. So hard. So yeah, so important. Um, But Mm -hmm. like, I guess if you had to define what the secular world teaches us about being a woman, what would you say? (sighs) On it succinctly, it's (laughs) going to sound crazy, but it's really everything that's contrary to God's word. Mm. Um, You know, the world teaches, uh, persistence in climbing up the social ladder, whereas the Bible teaches us persistence in prayer, you Mm. know, Um, the world teaches us that we need to go here. You need to be a jet setter and a traveler. Whereas the Bible teaches that there is life and beauty in local community and serving the people around you. Mm. You know, the world teaches that family can be, you know, a hindrance and it slow you down. Um, whereas the Bible encourages us to cheerfully um, serve our husbands, our families, even if you don't, if you're not married, you know, you still have family members, other people that could be blessed by your service. Um, mm-hmm. And the world, like I said, the world sees those things as hindrances where the Bible embraces that. And so everything, um, that the world teaches us is always contrary to God's word, even if it's in the most subtlest ways, you mm. know, um, this is why I always tell women, you got to know what God says so that you'll be able to discern truth from a lie. You know, even yeah. Satan knew, uh, was it Psalm 91 that Satan quoted to Christ, but Christ had an understanding of what the scriptures were. And then also contextually, he knew how those scriptures apply. So he was able to like fight back against the lies of Satan um, because he knew the truth. And I think that is what we have to gird ourselves with as uh, women is knowing that the world is always going to come with something that is counter biblical, counter mm. God. And uh, we have to know how to, be able to war against it. Yeah. I loved the way you kind of put that. Like the world says this, but God's word says that. And it's like, when you put it in those words, it just becomes so clear. Like, wow, the -hmm. world's vision for womanhood, the narrative that we hear every day in society, it is so polar opposite to God's word, but it sounds so good. Like you're saying, like if the world Mm -hmm. says, be a hardworking woman, get out there, you know, work hard, make a name for yourself. It's like, oh, well that, that sounds okay. But then you look at God's word and you see, okay, yeah, we're called to work hard, but it's not to advance our own name. It's not to just make ourselves great. Yeah. It's for his, it's to build his kingdom. And so it's like, as women, we have to be so much more, like you're saying, grounded in the word. We have to know what the word says because the message, the world's messages about womanhood sound really appealing. And they're so Mm -hmm. easy to just, okay, drift into if we're not anchored and seeing that like, oh, wow, God's word actually teaches me something so different. I'm called to lay myself down, like to lay my rights, my life, like to serve Christ. Like that's Mm -hmm. the goal and purpose. So thanks for sharing that. I think if I had to say it in a nutshell, like the modern mantra for womanhood, it would probably be like, if it were a tagline, maybe something like this, this is just what I came up with. It's really dorky, Mm -hmm. but my womanhood 
my way, you know? Yeah. And that's, it's yep. like, that's the world. It's yep. like my womanhood, my way. Like that is what my, I'm going to pursue. I don't want to know what you, I don't care what you think. I'm doing it my way um, because it's all about me. And we see in God's word, it's actually his womanhood, his way, his way, right? Yep. His yep, way. Absolutely. And so it's like, see, like you're saying, starts at such a heart foundational level. But when we buy into societies, what I'm calling toxic femininity, you know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. fl- words floating around. I know that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But in mm-hmm. so many ways, when we start to dig beneath like the kind of glamorous um, outer shell of modern womanhood, I think in so many ways, it is so toxic to mm-hmm. us as women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, even, you know, and like I said, it's always these sneaky ways, you know, um, like even when I think about like sexuality and things like that, well, it's my body and all of this Mm. really it like, this is your body is your temple, you know, like God's like, this is like, you know, and and so I'm like, Mm -hmm. you're thinking that you have this, just great in in an effort to brace autonomy i guess you would say yes yes um, you forget that you are a created being by a holy majestic god and so yeah to some degree it is your body and i'm saying that you should allow any man or anybody else to abuse your body but that doesn't give you the right to like discount the one who created you and mm. how he created you and who he created you to be So, yeah, it's like you have to draw a line with it. Like, I get it. You know, I'm not going to let anybody, anybody else do any harm to me or convince me, you know, uh, to whatever, you know, self mutilate or sex outside of marriage Mm. or, you know, even abuse or anything like that. Yeah. I'm not going to let anybody convince me to do that. Um, But at the same time, I realize that who I am as a created woman, I belong to God. So I can't just do whatever it is that I want to do. Yeah. That, that there, wasn't as clear as I wanted that to be. I probably Girl, this is a hard topic. I picked a hard <laughs> one for you. I'm like, let's dig into something really controversial and really hard. You ready for it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I know, right? I know, You're crushing right. it. I found, I came across a quote by C.S. Lewis that I think a lot of people are familiar mm-hmm. with, but he says, God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. And that drives in the point you're making about like we, the world has a lot to offer, but when we do things the world's way, when we do Mm -hmm. things our way and we say my womanhood, Mm -hmm. my way, or my job, my way, my beauty, my way, my sexuality, my way, we don't land in a happier place ultimately. Just like we saw in that quote I read at the beginning, that survey that showed, wow, despite fighting for women's rights for 40 years through the feminist movement, women overall are not saying that they're happier and more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. They're saying the opposite. And I think Mm -hmm. it goes back to this point that, wow, if we don't define ourselves as women, according to God's word, Mm -hmm. um, apart from him or in him, then there's, there's no true happiness. There's no true fulfillment. It just doesn't Mm -hmm. exist. I think C.S. Lewis nailed it. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, I, I just wanted to make a point too, to say this, this doesn't mean just because women are not happier, it doesn't mean that some of the models or caricatures that we see from, you know, the fifties and sixties, it doesn't mean that they got it right either. You know what right. I'm saying? It yep. just shows a progression of 
dissatisfaction to another level of dissatisfaction because I think even during those times there was still a push to find your worth in being a different type of you know being the mm-hmm. step wife being this and like ultimately the goal here it's a broader thing the goal is not to be um like in the movies or what we've seen on tv or you know whatever it is to be who God has called us to be. So I, yes. I guess I wanted to be clear and I wanted people to hear that, you know, it, it's not that we're saying that the older models had it right. I don't think that they had it right either. Mm-hmm, I think that mm-hmm. everybody need, needs a hard turn towards God, God's word. Yes. Yes. Cause even then, like you're saying in the fifties, womanhood, uh, the identity of a woman was 100% like in her home, managing her home. And now that's a good thing. Just like working is a good thing. But when our identity, when that becomes the thing we are seeking to be the defining like point for us as women, then it's like, okay, it's wrong. Cause it's still not Christ. It doesn't matter if it's in the home or out of the home. Like if it's not Christ, it's wrong. And so, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it's not that we're trying to return to something from 40 years ago, but it just shows Mm -hmm. that women were unhappy then they weren't looking to Christ. So, you know, in society, they were trying to find it in their homes. Okay. Well, where, what makes me a true woman? Okay. I got to go out. I got to go out of my home and find it out of my home for 40 years doing that, but wow, I'm still not happy. So what's the answer? You know, something I think a lot of women who are listening who might relate like, yes, I, I struggle in my heart. Like, I I do believe a lot of lies and I am buying into the world's narrative about womanhood. But if I embrace biblical womanhood, am I just going to be a wimpy doormat? I think a lot of women are wondering that. What would you say to that? Do they just become a wimpy doormat if you embrace God's design? I'm like, bruh, y'all got to go read. Look at Ruth and Esther and Deborah and Phoebe and Priscilla. And I could go on and Elizabeth and Abigail. Yeah, Abigail. Yes. You look at all of these women. They were anything but wimpy doormats. Mm -hmm. They were warriors for the Lord. You know, even in their weakness, even in their even I. Oh, y'all, I just anytime (laughs) when I come across like women in the Bible and I see just how God has used them, I'm like, see, this totally goes against the narrative that the world tries to paint that we are oppressed and we are useless if we do things the biblical way, God's way. That is not the truth. That's a lie. And so Mm -hmm. as you dig into the scriptures, you will see that God has used women in such beautiful and mighty ways. Um, and he strengthens us to do the work that he he calls us to do. So, yeah, we're no being a biblical woman is anything but uh, being mm-hmm. a whippy doormat. If anything, yes. I think I think it makes you lean into the strength of God even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. agree. Would you like a lot of there's a lot of confusion about womanhood and manhood and like are there distinctions? Are they the same? Like as women, do we need to become more like men in order to have equal value, equal worth? Like, or are we wimpy if we're just embracing some sort of womanhood? I mean, what would you say like about manhood, womanhood? Like, does the Bible give us clear distinctions? Absolutely. The Bible gives us crystal clear distinctions between men and women. Um, Although we are are, there are distinctions. We are still all created equally mm-hmm. um, as Im- image bearers in the eyes of God. But God just gives us distinct 
roles for the purpose, his, his purpose, his glory. God gives us distinct roles um, for the purpose of his glory in the ways that he called to bring glory to us as women or as men. And so I don't think that the Bible, you're not going to find anywhere in the Bible that says you need to be more like a man to be valued. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. or to to be to have worth or to to find righteousness. You're not gonna find it in God's word because that's not what God says. Our equality as humans is the same between men and women. It's just that God gives us distinct roles and distinct responsibilities for a specific purpose. So yeah. that's the best way that I could, I guess, succinctly. Yeah. Shake that up. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a whole book in and of itself right there. That's a long yes. conversation. But from Genesis, right, we see God creating the man and mm-hmm. the woman, giving them even mm-hmm. distinct functions and roles. But like you said, both equally made in his image um, with equal mm-hmm. worth and dignity and value in, in God's mm-hmm. sight. And so we don't really know what God's specific design is for womanhood until we get further into scripture. And then we start to see some passages that really unpack it, but we're going to get there mm-hmm. in just a second. But how would you say, just like in a nutshell, how does God define womanhood and femininity? We've unpacked kind of what the world's like version of womanhood is some of the ways we can find our identity and what the world says about womanhood, which we both agree is a pretty toxic poisonous view of womanhood. It doesn't land us in a place mm-hmm. of truly worshiping the Lord, but more worshiping ourselves. So mm-hmm. what, do, how does God's word differ? Like how does he define womanhood and femininity? That's another really, oh. you know, easy question. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, I would think when I think of the concept of biblical womanhood um, and I, I my, Big sister in the faith. I think she provides a very good definition, Christy Anyabuile. And um, she specifically says that she describes biblical womanhood as living out the Bible, the scriptures, the word of God in the uniqueness of who God has made us as women. Mm. And so as we think about this, um, at the core of biblical womanhood is just simply embracing and living um, in a way that God has called, God has commanded. Okay. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, God has commanded men to, you know, godliness, holiness, and all of those things. But the differentiation between the two is specifically how we live out our respective callings as uh, women or as mm-hmm. men. And so, if you wanted to get a whole lump sum de- definition, biblical womanhood is simply Christian womanhood, living out your life as a Christian woman, mm. as a Christian. I put Christian first, Christian, and yes. then in your role that God has defined as a woman. Yes. And there's nothing weak about that in the sense, mm-hmm. like you don't become a doormat. You become a woman strengthened by the truths of God's work, strengthened by Christ himself to live out yes. this calling as a woman mm-hmm. who knows my life isn't about pointing other people to me. It's not about making my name great. It's about pointing others to Christ, about mm-hmm. making his name great, laying my own rights, my own self down so that Christ can be magnified and glorified through my life. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's the opposite of everything we are inclined to do as sinners, right? It's like the mm-hmm. opposite of what my natural inclination is like, oh no, I want to make my name great. I want to do things my way. 
So it is such a work of the Holy Spirit and just a surrender to saying, God, you know better. You know better right. than me. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. I mean, it's just, yeah, that heart of humility before the Lord is mm-hmm. so, so key. I want to dig into a few characteristics of some Christian women that we see throughout scripture. You were alluding to some of them, but there are some amazing, um, just so encouraging. Like you see God's heart for women throughout scripture constantly. So like pick a few and just give us a few things about their characteristics, some biblical women that we see in scripture that really show us this portrait of what it means to be a God-defined girl. Whew. See, this is hard for me because I feel like all of these women model <laughs> biblical, with the exception of the hard-headed, you know, bad ones like Jezebel <laughs> and things like that. But uh, most of them, like, I think God is very intentional um, in including these women. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, who would I pick? I I know everybody's gonna be like this is so cliche, but I gotta roll with Esther, man. I gotta yes. roll with Esther. Like I and and then when people see her story, they just think, oh well, she was just a a beautiful prissy mm-hmm. woman who the king <laughs> called. But listen, culturally, if you knew like what Esther had to do, like going before the king. Like you didn't do that then. Like yeah. if, if you went before the king, before the king called you, like you didn't have an invitation, baby, that meant death. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes, like that, you're gone. Big, right. And so the mm-hmm. fact that she has the, the, I don't want to say that it's just, it really, it's just the strength from God yeah. and the heart for, you know, her people to say, if I perish, I perish, you know? If if this is what happens, she's re- willing to lose her life, mm. um, really for God's glory, to do the right thing, to do what is honorable before God. And so I think she is probably one of my favorite um, women in the Bible. But yeah. I mean, I, I, there are so many, uh, like you said, Abigail, mm-hmm. Sarah, like Rahab. I mean, oh Ruth, yeah, you and I just did uh, women in the Bible for revive our hearts, and yes. Ruth was talking about her and her strength and um, standing beside her mother in law in the time. Like what she did was completely countercultural. Yes. Like, you see the hand of God on her, on her life because she was under not any obligation to stay with Naomi, but she does. And not only does she stay with Naomi when they get back um, to, you know, Naomi's native land, she's like, okay, let me get to work. You know, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to pick up the scraps of grain in the field. Like what, who does that? Like, this is your mother-in-law and you're saying, I'm going to even go out here and make sure we got something to eat. Like that is completely countercultural. So there's mm. so many women um, that I could go, you know, I love Bible uh-huh. talk on and on, but those are just two. Esther and Ruth are two yes. that I think are really good examples. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think Esther's story in some sort of ways, like hits me fresh, like right now with what's happening in society with cancel culture. And just like, if you speak out about certain things that you believe are biblically true, you could get canceled. You could get kicked off yeah. of mm-hmm. your social media. You could lose your job. Like it is getting really intense. And I think of Esther mm-hmm. and here she is like, talk about the ultimate cancellation. Like, ah, you're mm-hmm. actually going to get your head chopped off. Like you're going to be gone. 
if you do this thing and the king doesn't accept you, but like you're saying, she had such courage from the Lord, such strength in the Lord to do the right thing. And that just speaks to us as modern women living today in huge ways, because so often like there are going to be times as we move forward in this society where to speak the truth, to stand on God's word, you might get canceled, you know, probably not to the same degree as Esther, Mm -hmm. but still like you might um, you might yeah. be disowned by a friend group. There might be people right. at your school or your work and they think you're super weird. They, they, right. you know, don't want to associate with you anymore, or you could lose your job or you could get kicked mm-hmm. off your social media. I mean, it's just really reaching mm-hmm. that point where we, as women have to make a choice. Like who do we stand with? Do we stand with the Lord right. or do we stand with the world? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think when we look at these things that, that happen, council culture, I, I'm very careful um, to not undermine the persecution that happened in the Bible, you know, during biblical times, because mm-hmm. I think that what many believers experienced during those times is far, far, far worse than what we could ever even fathom. Mm-hmm. But to yeah. some degree, it is a, a dying for us, a dying to self and picking up our respective crosses and following Christ when we say, okay, I'm going to risk it all to just speak the truth of God, to teach yeah. the truth of God. And if it means that I lose everything by the world standard, yes. I know that what I've gained eternally with God is far, far greater. Mm, amen. And when that's where our hope is, if it's in the Lord, then as we lose things in this world, it's not devastating. Like, yes, it Absolutely. might be really hard and like trials, the Bible talks about that, but it won't, we won't lose all faith or heart because we know that's not where our true hope comes from. It comes mm-hmm. from the Lord. Um, so here in closing, we're going to kind of wrap it up. I just want to talk about some like digging into maybe some specific characteristics of a Christian woman as defined by the word. Um, I think Mm -hmm. probably when we think of biblical womanhood, we think of some of the most popular key passages like Proverbs 31, Titus 2, which are Mm -hmm. awesome. And I want to dig into some of those, but like just biblically, let's just kind of start going back and forth, like some characteristics of a Christian woman that we see in scripture, like her, her attitude, her heart. like, what is the Bible calling us to? Um, godliness, Mm. (laughs) you know, um, and that is, I think the Bible is calling us to cultivate that and we can't do that in our own strength. So it's really a looking to Jesus in all things, like literally step by step, Lord, you shape me, um, into being the woman that you would have me to be, you know, show Mm. me what is do what what I should be doing, where I should be putting, you know, all of my efforts. And truth be told, it's gonna look different for each woman, you know. Like me as a married woman, I know that God yeah. prioritizes ma- a married woman and a mama. I have a three major. <laughs> oh, yes. And so she's a little fireball. <laughs> she is. She is. But I know that God places um, emphasis on me caring for my family, you know, yes. being the keeper of my home. Does that mean that I can't work? No, I, st- I work. I do things. But. I don't neglect my home ministry, uh, which is, mm. you know, right under God. That's the next in line. Yes. And so uh, I think that when sometimes when we look for the blankets or these models um, through people, we have to be careful that we need to look at the standards as defined by God. And so like, what does God tell us? What does he tell us 
you know, to do as Christians? What should we devote our lives to? You know, mm. I talked, I alluded to this earlier, you know, praying faithfully, persistently, um, being plugged into uh, local churches, you know, serving in our local churches, serving in our communities, uh, loving brothers and sisters well, you know, mm. um, discipline, disciplining, I can never get it out, girl. It's a hard <laughs> word. Yes. <laughs> disciplining ourselves uh, in the word, in prayer, mm. in, you know, um, the things of God. And so, like that's what I think we should be looking for, not just zooming in on those those pretty passages of Proverbs 31 and Titus 2, which I do I agree, Kristen. I think that they're good passages, but we should be committed to studying all of the Bible, to yes. learning all of the truths of God, because all of it shapes. Every part of it shapes us as a Christian. There's a quote from A.W. Tozer that I really like. Mm. It says, the word of God, well understood and religiously obeyed, is the shortest route to spiritual perfection. And we must not select a few favorite passages to the exclusion of others. Nothing less than a whole Bible can make a whole Christian. Mm. And so if wow. we, um, we've been making that circle of connecting and saying biblical womanhood is basically Christian womanhood. Yes. Okay. So how do I live as a Christian by living the truths of the whole Bible, not mm. just Proverbs 31 or Titus two or Ephesians five. Yes. <laughs> the key passages for women, which are good. I'm so grateful. The Lord gives us that like, Hey, right. here's some specific words for the women. Like, okay, all the women stand up. Let's go. Woo, right. like, it's awesome. Right. But I love what you're saying, like the whole of scripture as mm -hmm. Christians first, we're Christians and then we're women. So we go, what does it mean to be a yes. Christian? Okay. What does it mean to be a Christian woman and living yes. that out? Because at the end of the day, like, like you said, godliness, so foundational. And then recognizing that this life isn't mm -hmm. about us. It's about us glorifying God with our lives. And oh man, that is a journey, right? It's like a right. daily laying mm -hmm. down of our ourselves, our agenda, our goals, what we view as successful or beauty or relationship status. Like mm -hmm. saying, Lord, it's not about me. It's about right. you. Help me today to live for your glory, to look outside of myself, to love others as you mm -hmm. love them, to have that heart of Christ, that compassion, um, that generosity, that kindness. Like there's like the character of Christ alone. I mean, that could be, you know, that mm -hmm. is a whole book. There are so many books on it, but wow, right. like God is calling us to so much and he wants us to be a light in this mm -hmm. world with so, you know, I think there's so much opportunity right now as Christian women, as we embrace, humbly embrace God's design, live it out in our lives. There are women everywhere hungry for something more. I mean, don't you see that in women, like that striving, mm -hmm. that exhaustion, that weariness of their heart. And they're just going, there's got to be more. Yes, absolutely. I see it all over. And um, it just brings me back to my point of it's because we all have a God-sized void yes. that only God can fill. And so um, if you're searching, if you are listening to this and you're finding yourself searching and you feel like, okay, I keep convincing myself if I could just get to this point. And then once I get to that point, I'm still struggling and I'm still, I, I jump back on the hamster wheel of searching mm -hmm. and striving and pushing and pulling. I would encourage you to just stop and turn yes. to Jesus. Yes. How Look would you encourage? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. 
Sorry. You, you said such a beautiful ending. I thought you were done, but you just gave a pause. You were going to say more. <laughs> how would you encourage if a woman listening is like, yes, like resonating right now, how would you encourage her to practically grow in her understanding of biblical womanhood? Um, first, you need to be steeping in the scriptures for yourself. Um, and if you struggle, I know that a lot of women are very intimidated um, by Bible study. They feel like I can't do this on my own. I can't, you know, understand this. But yes, you can. Like knowing God's word is not limited to men. OK, um, you can. And there are people probably in your churches or different any people who can disciple you and help to arm you with the truth of scripture and help you to learn. They can teach you to fish. That's how I put it. They can mm-hmm. teach you to learn how to dig into the scriptures for yourself, to go to God's word, to seek God in prayer. Um, so that's, that will be the first thing is pray that God will give you a heart for for his truth, for the truth of his word, and that you can begin mm-hmm. to take steps to soak in his truth every day. And also that you will remain connected to solid community. Because mm-hmm. I always tell people, I'm going to be really transparent and say, there are times as much as I love, and you know me, as much as I love God's word, as much as I love theology, there are times where I struggle to get to my Bible where mm-hmm. I struggle to want to study those things. I can just find myself in a little funk and I'm like, uh, but what the beauty of Christian community is, it makes it to where I can't run. Mm-hmm. So even when I am struggling to open up my Bible on my own, I know that I have other sisters in Christ. I have other brothers in Christ. I have a husband. I have people around me who are going to point me back in the direction that I need to go, even when I'm struggling to get there on my Mm. own. And so that's why I think those are things that you need. Um, You need God's word. You need um, the guidance, you know, the leading of the Holy Spirit. But you also need to be plugged with good, solid Christian community. Yes. Are there any resources that you have found helpful in your own life over the years as you've grown, like something supplemental to help you dig deeper and un- to understand God's design for womanhood? Oh, man. So <laughs> many. Um, you know, I think, you know, I'm going to say, I think um, The Dorned by Nancy oh. DeMoss Wogamuth, yes. I think is, is very good. Also, Lies Women Believe. Um I think that that would be good. I mean, I I really feel like Nancy is one of the go-to people to helping us understand and getting a more biblically centered view of um, womanhood. Um, She has tons of resources that I think are, are good. Um, And then there, of course, I'm always reading blogs like from the gospel coalition or uh, desiring God. And I found so mm-hmm. many helpful pieces. I think Mary, Mary uh, Cassian has yes. a blog on, on desiring God. She wrote it some time back. Um, she, she actually has several blogs, but they tackle the subject of uh, different elements of biblical womanhood. And so I've always found those helpful mm-hmm. too. So I know praise God for these godly older women who've gone before Mm -hmm. us, who've written such amazing resources. I know Nancy Damas Wolgamuth and her books and true woman one-on-one, the study has been radical in my life just in helping Mm -hmm. me understand this because it is complicated and on our own. Sometimes it can be hard as we're Mm -hmm. digging into the word and having those really biblically centered Christ centered resources 
to help us Mm -hmm. learn and grow can be huge. So check those out, guys. Also, I want to tell you about a free resource you can get from Girl Defined over at girldefined.com. It's a 30-day devotional called Reaching Beyond Myself. And it's an amazing little download. It's PDF. It's free. It's 30 days if you're like, man, I want to start tomorrow. Like, I want to start digging in. This is free. You can just go to girldefined.com slash devotional, girldefined.com slash devotional, and you'll see a way to download that. 30 days reaching beyond myself. Portia, how can our sisterhood connect with you? Oh man. So you can follow me on Instagram, Portia W Collins, um, same tag for Twitter. Um, yeah. You can also visit www.sheshallbecalled.com. There we have um, a listing of our upcoming classes and then just previous resources. Um, we have a really a very good uh, resource library that we've curated to help women dig into the scriptures. And so mm, I, I love that to check it out. <laughs> Girl, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Thank you for getting into the nitty gritty and tackling a hard topic. You brought so much wisdom and encouragement and truth from the word. It was so fun. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, sisterhood, come hang out with me and Bethany over on Instagram at Girl Defined. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you about this conversation, about what you've been taught about womanhood, um, the narrative that you, the lies you've bought in to the world's message, and then how God's word is changing your heart. So come hang out with us over at Girl Defined and then come back right here and join us every Monday for brand new podcast episodes.